when we get what we have asked for, we discover how much more uh, we need still. And so we, we need to ask more of Jesus, more of his grace, more of his Holy Spirit. Uh, hello and uh, good morning. I'm glad to be here once again to try and take us further in this, our study of the Sermon on the Mount. Today we are doing Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11. Uh, but first of all, let us pray. Our gracious Father, we come to you. We come humbly. We come with repentant hearts. We come seeking for grace. We come, O oh God, seeking your forgiveness and asking that you may cleanse us from all sin and fill us anew with your Holy Spirit. As we begin our discussion on our topic this morning, we are praying, O oh Lord God Almighty, that may your Holy Spirit overtake us and be our guide and our teacher, that we ourselves may learn as we seek to inform others or to teach them as well. In all these things, may your name be glorified. Amen. Amen. So we shall read our text for this morning. I already said it is Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 11. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give gifts to your children, how much more? Will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? That is our reading this morning. Thank you. That is the word of the Lord. Now, as we have observed previously, the Sermon on the Mount serves as an induction, induction training, induction course, into Christian discipleship. But we also have noted that the sermon sets extremely high and practically, practically impossible, morally and spiritually, you know, practically impossible. I mean, in terms of moral and spiritual issues, 
Christ has set up extremely high moral and spiritual standards that he expects us to abide by, to live by. So looking uh, back uh, to our initial study, um, the study of the Beatitudes, we, we shall note and we shall be reminded what the blessed life is like. It is not what we call blessings. Our idea of blessings is wealth, um, uh, good fortune, you know, a good life, and this kind of thing. But blessedness, according to Jesus' teaching, is actually giving away of oneself. It is a life in which we die to sin and no longer live, but Christ lives in us. We no longer belong to this world, that is, as Christians, we no longer belong to this world, but as citizens of heaven. We are to live daily with a heavenly perspective. Therefore, we are not. We are not to take revenge, but to love our, our enemies, we are to pray for them, feed them, and when we are assorted, to turn the other cheek. We are to, we are to give to those who ask and lend even to those who we know will never pay back. We are to be peacemakers and determined to live in peace with everyone. We have to have the mind and the attitude of Jesus Christ. Basically, we are called to create a little heaven down here on earth. The question is, who can truly, truly, who can truly live a life like this? How do we practically live out the Sermon on the Mount? It is evident that even the first disciples of Jesus Christ never managed to live this kind of life. During the time, the three years or so, Jesus was with them as it is recorded in the Gospels. The Gospel, I mean, the, the, the disciples were an unruly crowd, always arguing and competing with one another, uh, you know, sometimes quarrelsome um, and, and lacking in faith. So how then, how shall we, how shall we then live the life demanded of us in the Sermon on the Mount? Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receive, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened which now brings us to the question, what does all this mean? Ask, seek, and knock. First of all, I mean, and obviously, the word everyone here doesn't really include everyone. Um, it doesn't include unbelievers. 
It does include unrepentant sinners. Unless, of course, they're asking for grace, that they will get. But once they and even we have received grace, we then have to ask and seek and knock. It means, therefore, that uh, any believer whatsoever who is desperate enough and is hungry enough and thirsty enough for righteousness will receive whatever he asks. In that case, what exactly shall we ask for? What are we to ask for? We are simply to ask for help. We're asking for help to be a Christian. It means Christ has provided us with everything that we need to follow him. He has made available to us everything that we need to be good and faithful followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now his promise is, this, is as follows. This is Christ speaking, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And just to clarify, let us remember that the promise that Jesus is making here is not to be taken in isolation from his other teachings. Jesus does, does set conditions for answered prayers. In other, we are to, in other words, we are to ask, we are to seek, and we are to knock. However, in other parts of the scripture, Jesus Christ has laid down conditions on which prayers will be answered. Um, a, a few of them, we are to be in a right relationship with God, first and foremost. Jesus said, if you, re if you remain in me, the older version, if you abide in me, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you, you wish and it will be given to you. Number two, we have to ask with a pure and unselfish motive. James, this is um, according to the book of uh, James chapter 3. Now, uh, here, let me give a, a quick example of King Solomon, um, who, who, who was anointed the king of Israel when he was a, um, a very young person. And God appeared to him one night and, asked, and invited him to ask for anything. And Solomon graciously asked for wisdom to govern God's people, to govern the people of Israel. God was pleased with this prayer and, and gave Solomon not only wisdom and knowledge, which he had asked, but God also gave him wealth and honor, which Solomon had not uh, requested. Number three, we have to have faith. And Jesus says that even a little faith can move mountain. But again, without faith, we cannot please God. And here today we are talking about persistence. The scripture says, pray without ceasing. And that is be intentional, not casual about asking and then giving up just too easily. This Persistence permits us to spend much more time with God. 
Then prayer, of course, has to be according to God's will. Jesus said, taught us to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, according to our text, we are to ask for good gifts. And this is what we are dealing with. We are to ask for good gifts. Verses, I'm in chapter 7, verses 9 to 11. Jesus is asking, which of you fathers would give his son a stone when he asks for bread? Or would give him a snake, uh, or would ask him, or uh, pardon, let me do that again. Which of you fathers would give his son a stone when he asks for bread? Or would give him a snake when he asks for fish? Jesus then reasons as follows. He says in verse 11, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? But once again, the question rises, what kind of gifts are these good gifts that we are to ask of our Father? What are the good gifts? We know that God has given us so much that we cannot even tell it all. He has, for instance, given us life. He has given us a family. He has given us family. We have friends. He has given us the sun, rain, food, no good weather, health, and all this and much, much more. But all these gifts are common to all human beings and available to every every every, every person, including other created things. Yet Christ is telling us to ask for some greater gift from our Father, some special gift. And what is this gift? Now, this is how Luke puts it. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Luke 11, 13. To have the Holy Spirit, my dear friends, is to have everything. Therefore, Jesus is inviting us to ask for this gift until we have received it, to seek it until we find it, and to knock until the door um, is open to us. It is not a matter of increasing intensity. It is that we should not be satisfied with just a little. God our Father is willing, He's ready to give us much more, as much as we, we need. But we are satisfied with just too little. So we should ask, we should seek, and we should knock. We should keep on asking for more and more, and you shall find that uh, as the, the more we get, the more we discover we don't have. In other words, when we, get what, what we, when we get what we have asked for, we discover how much more uh, we need still. And so we, we need to ask more of Jesus, more of his grace, more of his Holy Spirit. And these things please God. And so again, for the sake of clarity, the Holy Spirit was given 
on the day of Pentecost, as we know, and all believers who are present and others after them were filled with the Holy Spirit. However, the Bible does tell us believers, even though they, we have been filled to be constantly, to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, we read, do not be drunk on wine, which only brings, leads to debauchery, but be filled, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not only purify us from inside, from within, but he also gives us godly knowledge and wisdom and also equips us for God's service and also arms us for spiritual warfare. So, when Jesus is talking, says, ask, seek, and knock, he's actually talking about persistence in prayer. We are to persist in prayer until we get what we are asking for. In this regard, Jesus told his disciples the parable of the persistent widow who, called, who kept, kept on coming to a judge seeking for justice and who would not respond to her immediately. But she kept on coming and finally the, the, bad, the bad judge relented and gave her, uh, gave her what she needed. So Jesus gave, told this parable to the disciples to show them that they should pray and continue praying and never, never give up. In the same manner, Paul urges the Salonians to pray without ceasing. And uh, to the Ephesians, Paul says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Well, in, in some uh, translations, the word persistent is replaced with the word importunate. And the word importunate means being persistent, persisting to the point of causing irritation or even annoyance. And this is what Christ wants of us, to pray, and if it were ever possible to cause annoyance and irritation in heaven. And so the prophet Isaiah is telling Israel, pray and do not give God any rest. Continue praying, do not rest, and do not, go, do not allow God any rest whatsoever until he has, he has answered your prayer uh, concerning Jerusalem. Uh, Isaiah chapter 62, verse 7. And so Jesus wants his church to pray without rest and to persist in prayer until God answers. So now, having come to that point and under, I mean understood, I, I hope fairly understood what these words mean and what the intentions are, how shall we then apply this? What is the conclusion? Well, Apostle James tells us that our problem as believers is we don't pray. He says the reason why we don't get what we want is that we do not pray at all. But he also adds that and when we pray, when we venture to pray, we, don't, we still don't get because we are asking with the wrong motives. We are asking to spend whatever we get for selfish reasons. 
my dear friends, the road to heaven is not as easy road. Let us not take anything for granted. The road is narrow. It is bumpy and full of potholes. There is danger all along the way. There are trials and there are temptations. Many who embark on this journey never make it to the end. And this is reflected actually in that old, old book by John Bunyan, uh, uh, Pilgrim, Pilgrim's Progress. So on our own, we shall never make it. That is why Jesus gave us the gift of prayer so that we can ask and seek and knock until we, we get what we need. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit to intercede on our behalf because the Bible says we don't even know what to pray about. We don't even know what to pray for, but it is the Holy Spirit who intercedes on our behalf. This morning, Jesus is inviting you and I, my dear friend, to come to the Lord and ask, seek and knock until we have received the most wonderful gift of them all, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ask, the Lord says, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. I thank God and I thank you for listening. Amen. Let us pray. Father, you have made it as clear as it can, as it can get. We don't pray. We don't pray right. We don't pray enough. Christ says we should watch and pray. We are like watchmen. We should mark the watches of the night in prayer. Times are evil. Teach us, O Lord, how to pray and fill us with your Holy Spirit and motivate us, O God, to pray and keep praying until we have gotten an answer. Teach us to widen, to expand the scope of our prayer. There is war in parts of the world. Help us to pray for peace. There are people who are hungry and starving all over the world. Help us to include them in our prayers and the sick and the marginalized and the oppressed and the exploited. Father, whatever we do, make us to pray and to, uh, to ask, to seek, and to knock. In Jesus' name, amen.